like, you guys are in for a special treat. Usually we'll slip little football references in the middle of episodes, but I'm going right out the gate and talking about football because it is draft day where we're at, probably draft day number two where you're at. And it's got me thinking, you know who also does a draft? WWE. But in recent memory, it hasn't been super memorable. And I'm trying to think, why are we wasting all this opportunity we have? Now, we're in a situation where it's going to come up sooner rather than later. Like, all of a sudden, they're going to be like, hey, the draft is going to be here. And we're going to be left wondering what's going to happen with the rosters. Are we going to care what happens to the rosters? And I don't think it's as important as it used to be. And I want to propose something. I think we change the stakes a little bit with it. Yes, we keep it intact in the way that we draft SmackDown and Raw, but I think we also do it with NXT, and I think we include draft picks. Like, you know how Raw will have three, SmackDown will have two, NXT maybe gets two or one right. Why are we not doing that already? Like, why aren't we trading spots to get better superstars, trying to make it look like we're competitive? But then, on top of that, we could use it as a vehicle to bring people from NXT up to the main roster. Don't they do that? Not really. Haven't you seen, like, didn't Rhea Ripley get pulled up in a draft like that? What I'm saying is, and maybe I should have explained this a little bit better, is NXT people do not come up unless it's in the draft or we have to trade NXT, like... Hey, maybe NXT, you'll get future draft considerations, this, that, or the other, but we want the superstar up now. And make a big fucking deal about it. What happens is you have the draft come around once a year. It's Everybody's talking about it for maybe one to two weeks, depending on how heavily WWE wants to promote it. And then we'll have the effects and the aftermath maybe for the next month. And afterwards, we kind of forget that the draft even fucking happened. Number one, I believe that it really does still matter. I believe that people were switched a lot last year, although most of the time you tend to do this thing where you start looking ahead too far. And then you're like, Oh, this person's going to go here because this person went here. And then this person will go over here because it makes sense for them to go over here. And you start doing it almost like you do an NFL draft, which is nonsense. Like, that's not the way it was originally supposed to be made. So I also have a hard time with them ever giving NXT any credit at all. And the aspect that they don't recognize that as a legitimate brand. They never have. You're never going to go up to Vince and be like, hey, did you watch NXT? And he's going to be like, yeah, pal, great show. It's never going to fucking happen. So he's never going to legitimize NXT, even though it is part of WWE. We're right there, though. They do everything except actually acknowledge NXT as the third brand. And now they're even doing the situation where they're dropping the people that aren't really getting used on Raw and SmackDown on NXT regularly. Like, do you see the Viking Raiders are going to be on NXT now? And it's this thing where it's like, depending on who you are, it kind of seems like a demotion. Some people look at it for what it is. It's just talent not being utilized on the roster, so they're just going there to help out. But still, we can make this interesting. Like, they want to bring Braun Breaker up, or they just brought, here we go, they just brought up Tommaso Ciampa. Maybe that's why we got Natalia. And it would make more sense and be so you're more saying compelling. Like trading and bartering for superstars. Exactly. So treating, treating superstars almost like draft capital, and because there is a layout of like who goes first and who gets how many picks. Like, say SmackDown has two picks and Raw has three picks in the second round. Maybe SmackDown will trade Raw superstar for their like three picks. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, what if they're like, whatever title they have going on that brand, right? Say it gets stale and they need someone new in that division. But because SmackDown has limitations with it being a two-hour show and they have a smaller, quote-unquote, draft pool, we can then send someone over for a future consideration or something like that. That's what I'm trying to say. And the logistics of it have to be worked out to a degree. But I'm just saying there's a lot of opportunity to really help them advance their storytelling. And now hearing that they're they're considering the ranking system, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility to consider other things. And we have something within WWE already that I don't think is broken at all, but we could fix and make it even better. They, they do this thing where they always like to dip their toes in with the wild card rule, I think is the best representation of it that's the most recent used. But now they're doing it with Roman having both belts and their unification of the tag team belts. They're having people co- or go back and forth from brands to brands. And if they want to unify the titles and keep the brand separate, the utilization of the draft that I'm proposing could really help make that make sense. At least from my perspective maybe i'm alone on that island but i'll put some thought into it because look at me i am so excited right now for the nfl draft i'm a little bit annoyed that we're recording during the nfl draft right now but i love your team picks like 24th 25th 27th who the fuck you're not gonna miss your team that's four hours into the draft eat shit what What if we trade up to number two overall stop trying to push me back push me earlier 30 minutes so you can watch your team pick it's not gonna you're not gonna miss your team you'll be all right maybe i want to see the future of your team just franchise you can watch clips later you don't care about the lions we're gonna win the super bowl don't worry you'll be able to see that player all year anyway eat shit the point is i care about the draft more than i would ever have cared about wrestling okay so here's the problem with what you're saying now so we've tried to do this with different sports nfl is the only place that could make a draft where people make an appointment television they're the only ones that have successfully taken a night and said we're going to draft for our league and everyone wants to tune in the only one baseball's tried to do it failure the nba does it who watches i don't know anybody that watches do you you definitely don't because you hate the NBA. So anything that we've ever had that tried to do this, it's all a, a rip of the NFL. So let's be like, all right, they have a draft. They make large amounts of money on the draft. We can do the same thing. You're not going to be able to make it to where it's going to make you more money, where it's a good idea because you can switch storylines up for wrestling. There's no need to change what's not broken. So I'm not saying it in the vein to make more money. WWE does not need to do that, even though I know they're not opposed to it. And once again, I'm not saying it's broken either, but the only sport that has a fan base like football is wrestling. And I'll make that that claim now because we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago with basketball. Like they're not putting themselves in the same arena sometime that wrestling shows are. Basketball? And yeah. Yeah, they are. They play stadiums the size of Dallas? Yes. yes, Okay, well then maybe that's my ignorance. Night night by night. Yeah. Well then, I'll go fuck myself. (laughs) We're basketball. We're in the prime of basketball time. No bad talking about basketball during the playoffs. See? And you know what? Sometimes we put our foot in our mouths. I do a lot. The great thing about this is knowing when to admit you're wrong. And who knows? Maybe I'm not wrong. I'm going to do some more research. Fuck you, Taylor. I'm not convinced. (laughs) But no. I really do think it's not, like I said, about the money. It's a vehicle to tell more stories and to make the like back and forth shuffling of talent from NXT to Raw and SmackDown 
be more cohesive. It would make the most sense for them to just be like, yeah, we sent Natalia for Tommaso Ciampa. And then Natalia, a couple months down the line, could be like, yeah, I beat every fucking loser and bozo down here in NXT. Send me back up to Raw. Come on, you got to need someone. And then you could just use that, send someone else back down, bring Natalia back up, and just have this revolving cycle. I don't see I don't, why. It's, I don't know why you're complicating things that don't need to be complicated. I don't think it complicates it at all. Well, there's Do you no lose track of it in football. No, but that's not. A, there's no reason to trade superstars with NXT when you can just give them whoever you want and take whoever you want. You don't have to ask. You're making it more complicated. Why do you need to have the conversation? I own this brand. I want you. You can have Natalia. It creates content. They have how many fucking shows at this point? How many Instagram? How many Facebook? How many all these different things where they're posting and trying to interact with people? Once so again, it's just one more thing to say, oh my God, did you hear that so-and-so is going to such brand? Then have the trade rumors, this, that, and the other. You can get people more fucking engaged. That's no, all. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, there's a lot more, but I think there's a great opportunity there. And that's why I wanted to bring it to you because you are always such a Debbie Downer and then trying to say that what? I'm the Debbie Downer. What? No way you're going to turn this on me. I'm turning you are on. not going to do this. You are the least fun guy when it comes to wrestling. You don't get to put that on me. No way. I love Norman Smiley. I love fun in wrestling. I'm sitting here trying to have more fun on the analytical side of things. And it, you're just shitting on my parade. Dude. I'm Fuck just you. trying to have more fun doing math and writing essays. Fuck you. Sometimes this people man, find enjoyment in no, they other don't. ways. No, some people don't find enjoyment in analytics. But find me a person that's like, analytics really gets my blood going. You're just fucking selfish. No, you're fuck sitting math. here math trying sucks. to take everything good away from me in my math life. Sucks. Math sucks. You're taking away my time, my analytics. Don't Come do on, analytics. Taylor. If you want to be fun, you just take your shirt off, wave it around your head like a helicopter. You don't need no math. I'm much to the beat of my own damn drum. All right, <laughs> mister. So dealing with that, put it in your pipe and smoke it and tell me about the movie you watched this week. So this week I watched Girl on the Third Floor. It's got a well-known man named Philip Brooks in it. This is a weird fucking movie. <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting into. And honestly, I put this movie off for three or four months. Like, it's been on Netflix. I've had the capabilities to watch it. And every time I watch the trailer, I'm like, nah, maybe next week. Well, the week came this week. I checked it out. I don't particularly like scary movies. Let's start there. Uh, that is not going to affect my rating. But I do want to put out there that this is not my type of movie and nothing that I would go out of my way to watch. Uh, Philip Brooks is a newly married man uh, and has a baby on the way. Uh, his wife is super pregnant. Uh, she's a doctor and he's a bozo. A bozo? So he decides very bold that they're going to buy this house that was up for sale in the country and he's going to go renovate it while she finishes uh, her pregnancy off and then she's going to come meet him at the house after everything's done. He goes to renovate this house, and the house is haunted. He has a lot of sexual encounters with ghosts in this movie. A lot. And I don't know why he has a lot of sexual encounters with ghosts. I think it's a weird thing. Well, I do know why. Because the house is an ancient brothel in which murders took place. For lack of better words, prostitute ghosts are running around in this house. And Philip Brooks is a man who cannot stop cheating on his wife. Okay. That would make a little bit more sense than so, why he's compulsively having sex with Yeah, ghosts. so he, he has had a checkered past where he tends to make 
mistakes with women when he's put in bad situations. And he got married and was trying to prove to himself that he's a better man. This is a strange movie that I think that everyone, if you like that type of movie, should check out. But I wouldn't recommend it to someone who has a queasy stomach. There's a lot of weird things in this that I just don't really get. And like, I, I like to put these kind of movies on a, a one-time watch list. There's a handful of movies that I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to watch that movie again. Butterfly Effect, this one, Perfect Storm. There's some movies that I just don't need to watch. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen them once. It's not that they're bad movies. It's just like, I'm good. Requiem for a Dream. I'm good on ever watching that movie again. You know what you I mean? You really like, do have a fucking list there. There's a list, and it's way longer. It's way longer. But these are types of movies that it's like, I don't really need this. And it's going to get a reasonably good rating. Like, I'm going to rate it 6 out of 10. It's reasonable. It's a good movie. But it's something that I don't ever want to see again. Point proven, I guess. If you watch the movie, you'll understand. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a one thumb out of two. Oh, you have completely changed the rating system. You cannot do this. No, you get a one thumb with maybe an extra finger. Would you recommend it to a friend? I'd recommend it to you. Um, I would <laughs> okay, not. That's uh, very specific. I would not call my mom and be like, "Hey, mom, you should watch this movie." What about your uncle Jeff? Uh, I actually do have an uncle Jeff. That's really, really weird that you said that. I don't that's think why you, I asked. I don't think you knew about my uncle Jeff, but yeah, I'd recommend it to my uncle Jeff if he was listening. All right. Well, here's to you, Uncle Jeff. Go watch that movie. And Uncle Jeff, while you're at it, go ahead and find yourself at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shaded Wrestling and pick up some merch. You don't have to be Uncle Jeff to do that, but we are asking Uncle Jeff, as you heard. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We put out weekly content, and we have a whole bunch of cool things coming up. Next week, we'll be hanging out with Ted from The Heel Truth. We've already kind of gone over what we're going to be talking about, and it will be very, very saucy. And on that note, we have one more very saucy thing to talk about because Taylor, like I said earlier in the episode, is a fucking old man on a lawn this week and is so angry about Blackpool Combat Club. I just don't fucking this get it. This motherfucker just painted You have the picture. turned on that us this week. That is not what I said. You I said you say fucking hate it. No, and you I think didn't. it's the worst Booking no, decision in I the world. No, you, I did it. You no, crucified Tony Khan in our chat. That's not what I said. It's not at all what I said. You've got me out here painting with reds and blacks, and I'm not painting an angry picture. You have turned on not only me, but the people, Taylor. You used to be just this happy, joyful person, and now you want to criticize all that we find fun. Analytics, Blackpool Comic Club. <laughs> I just, I don't get it, Taylor. Okay, first of all, fuck math and the click it claims. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm torn Analytics because I don't really love balls. math. Analytics, I just love to know history and stats and all Analytics that. Analytics suck sack, dude. They're no good. Nobody likes that. That's ruined baseball. It's going to ruin wrestling, too, if you let it. It built. It's back on football. Okay, so here's the... No, it's not. Fuck you, it is. No, it's not. It's changing the game just like it could change professional wrestling, so Taylor. back to wrestling. So... I have a problem with Blackpool Combat Club. Not a huge problem, and this is not me saying anything super negative towards anybody. Before you get your pitchforks and your torches, slow down just a minute, because we're going to get something done. The problem is, you have Brian Danielson, you have John Moxley, you have William Regal, correct? And you have Will or Yuta. Will or Yuta. We'll get to him in a minute. Is okay. there a better place for William Regal than Blackpool Combat Club? Comic Club? Is there a better place for William Regal than Blackpool Combat Club? Yes. Are there people that need microphone attention more than John Moxley and Brian Danielson who can both hold their own on a microphone? Do they need a ring guy? No. Do Am I disrespecting William Regal? Absolutely not. I love him. I just think that there are places where his talent could be better used in the company. And I also kind of feel the same about Brian Danielson and John Moxley. 
because they're sitting at number four. Number four on the contenders list for tag teams right now. Number four, Will. These are two of the best wrestlers we've ever seen in a ring. And they're number four. That's stupid and nonsense. Tell me it's not. It is not nonsense. That's dumb. I there can explain to you why it people. makes sense. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, okay. The problem here is we've got CM Punk in a main event picture. Adam Cole just got out of a main event picture. Now we're not going to use these two guys like that because they deserve to be in a tag team, I guess. That's where you want them. Now they're facing jobber number one and jobber number two every week. They had QT Marshall and the gang yesterday who have never seen win a match. Not once. I've never seen him win. Never. Last week, they faced the Varsity Blondes, dude. You ever seen the Varsity Blondes win? I have. How many times, Will? How many times have you seen him lose? Is it comparable? Because I've seen him lose at least four times. They're putting them against dog shit people. Now, listen, if this was a Wheeler Yuta thing, like they were doing like they did with Wheeler Yuta, and they were able to create compelling stories every week with new people like Wheeler Yuta, they completely changed him. He's for the better. Could that have been done by just putting the Ring of Honor Pure Championship on him? Probably. No. Probably. No. Depends on how you book. These two guys are in the wrong place. These two guys are better than this. Tell me they're not. Would you rather see John Moxley one-on-one -on -one with someone in AEW? He's like your favorite wrestler there. It's the same way with me and Brian Danielson. Now, we are getting the hits. That's cool. But I don't want to see him do the hits against Nick Camasado. I'm so glad you brought this to the table. Am I able to kind of speak on your frustration? Yeah, go ahead. I get why you would be frustrated, but one of the biggest complaints about AEW in the last year or so is now that they've come to this point where they're bloated, and it's more fact than fiction, right? They really do have so many top-of-the-mountain guys. And think about it. You are 100% right in saying that John Moxley and Brian could both be main event people and that's part of the reason why I have frustration with Paige, but I'm going to leave him alone this week, even though but we didn't see him this week. They don't even have to be main event pushers to be people that are successful. They could be on a mid-card match with someone that's worthy to be on a mid-card match with them and tear the fucking house down, like a Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins or something. Patience, you know what I mean? my friend. No, fuck patience. patience, dude. They're a tag team. This is, and I could be understanding of why you'd be upset with they're it. wasting a year of brian danielson's career but how much does they're he have left did i not let you have your platform please 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 give me mine no they're building a bona fide star to come and it's timing they've only been a tag team for what two fucking months now they are the fourth team in the rankings but look how many fucking tag teams and we'll be talking with ted about tag teams in the division in general but they're number four and they've been a tag team for a lot less amount of time than a lot of the tag teams in that division. So they're doing everything right. And more importantly, they're now giving Wheeler all of the tools and all of the ability to get this star. Like if you go back and watch that match from dynamite, it wasn't Brian going for 20 minutes. It wasn't Moxie going for 20 minutes. It was them giving you the hits, doing exactly what they needed and making you have to focus on Wheeler and strengthen him. The whole purpose of this is not to give Mox or Brian a mouthpiece. It's to turn Wheeler and potentially even more people into bona fide stars, the next incarnation of your Moxies and your Bryans and your Regals. It's, and it's a timing thing. And I get it that you want to see Brian in a compelling main event or not even main event, mid-card project, but you could do it in the tag team division. Wait, wait, wait. Wheeler has that pure title, right? 
I have uh, plans for the or AEW titles, but imagine if Mox and Brian take those Ring of Honor tag team titles off of FTR. That would be a bona fide 30-minute banger, and we both know that. I guess, man. I just, I like them better. I'm a singles guy, dude. I like them better as singles performers. I don't think they need each other. And at this point, I don't feel like Wheeler, Wheeler needs them that bad either. I don't think they need each other at all. I think if, if they weren't that. there and Regal did this with Wheeler, just Regal and Wheeler, just take them away, put them somewhere else. It's it's the same. You could, but then what are we gonna do with Mox Brian? We've, I don't know, but they're not fighting people that aren't worthy of fighting them because they're just racking up wins to get to the people that they want to be fighting. I don't know, man. If they're racking up wins, then why are they the main event on a Wednesday night? Well, we had we know that it's because we had a ladder match for the title, but we haven't gotten there yet. It's all about patience, you know. We're there. I don't like patience. I, yeah, I can clearly see that. I'm good. I'm just saying, like, listen, man. All I'm saying is Danielson gave us three of his best matches of his career right when he got to the company. Yes. Bang, bang, bang. And now we and had you want to take Cole- him. And you want to take him off his trajectory and put him over here for four months, just waste our time when he's a better wrestler than anybody else in the company. Do you want him to win the belt? Because we've already done Fuck that. Fuck it. This is... Okay, so you were so against me when I was saying, if we're going to put him in this position, we have to put the belt on him, and this is what we got as a result of it. I like Danielson better than Punk. I agree with you, but <laughs> Punk hasn't had his chance. In ring, he's better, but I personally... I'm torn. Those are two of my like top five favorite Tom Brady, wrestlers. Payne, Manning. We've already done this. Yeah, exactly. So, But anyway... No, no, no. It's CM Punk's turn in that main event picture. Why? Because you got what you fucking wanted. Page one. <laughs> Page is still our champion that doesn't fucking show up to TV. He does every week. He did not. He was not on TV. He last had COVID. Week. All right. <laughs> what do you cool. want? Cool. You wanted to come to work with COVID? You tell me you don't have a fucking camera at your house? You can't cut a fucking video? Oh, in your- hell no, Will. You were just mean. This poor guy is sick in bed with COVID and you're wanting him to do work. Would you go to work with COVID? Man, you come on. Come on. You know damn well you'd call off if you had COVID and you were sick in bed. We are still in this situation where you're pissed off that your favorites are in the fucking tag team division right now, but you're fucking sitting here defending Paige being the, the champion. Get off him, man. That poor guy can't catch a breath. You need to give him his inhaler or something. You know, beat him into the corner. You won't let him out. I'm just ready we for us to take the fucking belt off him. We already heard that last week. Well, how about this? You know what? Here's your solution. Give Punk the fucking belt. Then you can have Brian facing Punk. Then you bring... Then you have Wheeler Mox. I don't tax. need him to have a belt. I tried to explain this to you. I don't care about him having a belt. I care about him not facing people that suck. What I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> that aren't on his level. I'm, I, it's not the worst There's thing. nobody in the company besides a handful of people in that situation. What I think you need to do is just be patient until Ring of Honor comes back around in full effect once we know what's actually going to have with that company. And I think a lot of your favorites, Joe, Brian, and all of those Ring of Honor originals are going to come back full force and really you change gotta, what you think. You got a lot of wait and t- see time for AEW that you didn't have for WWE. You always have it with WWE. Well, but you're always like doing this... Uh, Oh, I don't want to wait anymore. I want to move right ahead to the stories. I don't want to do I'm, I'm with you. Fine. We'll just join the same club. But I don't want to sit around and watch him beat up Griff for two weeks. I'm good. I don't need Griff's face stomped in. He shouldn't even be there. 
Who who do you propose they be fighting? I don't want them to be. Fighting. No, how about this then? Give me someone that you would like to see a six month program with or a two month program with with Brian. Then okay. give me his competitor. All right, let me see here. You, no, see, no, you, I yeah, want. You want me to off the spot? Yeah, pull you do something this to out me of my all ass. The time. All right, Josh Alexander is a free agent right now. No, Bing. he's not. He's the impact fucking champion. Is he? Yeah. Well, did he just sign again? Yeah. Oh, well, you can't put me on the spot. That's not I fair. just put you on the spot. There's <laughs> no one that is going to fill that role. No one? Samoa Joe's busy. They got a handful of young talent that are worthy that could be fighting him. I didn't have a problem when he was fighting Lee Moriarty. And we're going to see that. Who knows? I don't even know what, who they're facing next week or on Rampage or whatever, but I'm sure we're going to get it. It's going to be but like... We have uh, to we, it's going to be like the Bearskin Brothers. I don't know their names. No. We've already gotten past that. Now we're getting some real competition. What do you because mean? Because they're climbing they the rankings. They fought QT Marshall and Aaron Solo last week, Will. QT Marshall and Aaron Solo and Nick Camasato. Because that is one of the trios. Soon you're so gonna, we're just going to pull every trio from Dark and throw them against the biggest uh, wrestling what, names they have? What other trios do you have available right uh, now? I, House I, of Black and uh, Penta and all of them are busy. They're back. Yeah, and they're feuding with them. So what do you want to do? Together. I, I want to continue where we're at. Keep on getting wins under the belt of Blackpool Combat Club. Okay. Keep on getting Wheeler Yuta exposure and building him into a bigger so star. We want to watch the same match every week. Sure. Do you want to they literally have done the same thing two weeks in a row? Regal has walked out, went to the commentary, right? They brought out their component their opponents, the three bozos, whoever the three bozos are of the week. It doesn't matter which one, they bring them out, three bozos, okay? You got Wheeler, you got Danielson, you got Moxley. You got the three bozos. So you split it up to where all three people get a fight, individual fights. It showcases whatever that those three bozos can do, okay? And in this case, it was QT Marshall taking a beating, because that's what he does best. Then you're going to have Brian Danielson stomp one of their faces in or give him the 30 kicks to the chest like he loves to do. Then you're going to have him do the flip off the ropes like he does every match because he's going to do it. It's his spot. Then you're going to have Moxley do the Moxley thing, which I call him the beat him up. It's like 10 minutes of him just beating somebody up for no reason. Then you're going to give Wheeler the showcase, which is probably the most important part of this. He gets the showcase and gets the, gets the crowd pop because he deserves it. He needs it. He's the Ring of Honor pure champion. It's not a bad thing in moderation, but it's the same problem I've always had with AEW where it's too much of a good thing. Week one, when Regal first comes out, you're awe-inspired. You can't wait to see what happens the next week. The next week, they put him against someone reasonably good. I don't remember who it was off the top of my head. It was Lee Moriarty, wasn't it? I think so. And Dante Martin, is that right? Perhaps. It was somebody else. Uh, whoever it was, I liked it. Week one, it's great. Then week two, okay, this is the second week. Then week three, it's random varsity blonde guy, and then Brock Anderson, who don't even aren't even together, but somehow a pop up together now. I can explain that once again. Okay, it's I don't need you to explain it. I'm saying that we just did this stupid shit with guys that we know aren't going to win, and that's the same problem you have with WWE. You know they're not going to win, right? What's the point of watching the match, Will? If you know they're not going to win, what's the point? It's the same thing you do with WWE. You see a Roman Reigns match against uh Finn Balor you know Finn Balor's not going over right so why do you want to watch it because Finn Balor's good in ring but these guys are not Finn Balor so you know who's going to win these matches you know exactly how the match is going to be choreographed right you know exactly the spots that you're going to get every single week because you get the same ones you're going to get the same commentary from William Regal 
And then at the end of the match, he's going to say, good job, boys. See you later. He's going to head off into the sunset, which is fine. It's what he does. Here's the thing. How many times are you going to feed me Salisbury steak before I say I'm sick of Salisbury steak? I like Salisbury steak. But how many nights in a row do you have to eat Salisbury steak before you're like, okay, enough. I don't want Salisbury steak anymore. You're making points. I don't agree to some of the generalization, but it's okay. But I think this is where how we watch wrestling differently comes into play. Because with me, that's I'm not getting that. I'm seeing, one, that we're building these talents up. Yes, I get it that these are nobodies now. But now we're giving them 10, 15 minutes of TV time in the ring with all of these great people. But Marshall's had 10 or 15 minutes I'm with not talking. I'm not talking star. about QT Marshall. I'm talking about everyone else. You're talking about your Griff Garrisons. You're talking about your Brock Andersons. You're talking about Lee Moriarty. All of these people that are now getting the rub and getting to wrestle these people. And actually, yeah, they may not win, but they're going to get their ass beat. They're going to learn how to take these better moves. And they're going to get something out of it if they actually want to. And that's a big thing. If they want to get better and take advantage of these opportunities, they're only going to get better by rubbing elbows with these people in the ring. But if it's Swerve or Keith Lee, or if it's Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, who I know are feuding right now, or if it's any of these other guys that are actual talents that you see and you're like, okay, these guys are good. They're building these guys. It's not so bad. It's when you're taking the loss machine, guys, because this company is revolving around wins and losses. This is also coming into your knowledge of Dark and Elevation. You don't really watch those shows. So these people are getting wins on these shows. It's but it's this is probably why it's a little bit frustrating too, because this isn't WWE. They can't say, oh, this isn't working. Let's go ahead and end this right away. If they have to work with what they're given. If they have people in other storylines, they're going to take who's available and they still cycle out talent too. I get it that like on a week to week, but we can't be booking pay-per-view cards every single fucking week. There has to be a little bit of filler. And if the filler is John Moxley and Brian, I'm okay with that filler. But I think that on this point, we see the same. Like I don't have necessarily an issue with what they're doing aside from the fact that there is a better way to book them. It's I don't not think that so. I have a I problem. I don't agree with that at all. It's not that I have a problem with them, what they're doing. And it's not that it's shitty. You know what I mean? But you're taking a Ferrari and and chopping it up and making it into a different car when you don't need to. You have a Ferrari. No. Drive I, the Ferrari. No, no, no. What I think you're doing is you are taking a Ferrari and putting it on a test track with your new Ferrari and testing those out and seeing, hey, what did we do so good with this car that we can implement in these new models? Who is this new Ferrari? Wheeler Yuta? Wheeler Yuta and all the other talent they're coming in with. It's go back and watch. None them. of these guys are getting anything out of this. Wheeler is. Wheeler is, but who else? All of the people getting to wrestle with them. What are you talking about? Those three guys got their asses whipped last night and got nothing out of it. Nothing got out of that. The only person that got anything out of that is Aaron Solo because I've never seen him on TV in my life. I have. And honestly, he's the same name. And see, maybe this is me proving my point. And maybe I have seen him on TV. Maybe I just don't remember. He was notable in that match, though. And I was sitting there watching him going, why isn't he on TV a little bit more? If you want to take the two of those members out of that tag team and eliminate QT Marshall, you could actually have a pretty good underdog tag team that you could build up eventually. I'm seeing the potential. I I want this company to thrive. So I look at the homegrown talent and I take it for what it is. And if they're going to sit there and they're going to do everything in their power to train their homegrown talent and take this quote unquote WWE talent that are just rejects and actually use them for their full potential. You have William Regal, you have Mox and you have Brian three, two of the best wrestlers that ever come out of the WWE system. And then the 
father of almost every solid performer out of the company. Oh, and, they're all bangers, bro. There's no disrespect so here. So if you're putting them together and having them have to work a match, produce a match, work through a match, you're going to sit there. And like I said, if the people who want to get better without question are going to get better from these interactions because they're going to have the ability to not only learn from the best, but have those conversations, ask those questions, but if they're, figure something out that they've never figured out before. But if they're having matches with people that are even uh, half of what they are, those people are going to have ideas and be able to come up with creative stuff that is initially uh, pleasurable by viewing. Right now, we're getting something that's like, the same show every week. It's like you're watching an episode of Power Rangers. You know what I mean? Like the Power Rangers are going to whip their ass and there's going to be a bad guy, but it's going to get his ass whipped. If anything, I don't really take that comparison from that trios match. I, if anything, I would apply that logic to the MJF and maybe having those they segments, triple pin them at the same time in unison. Well, it was cool. Was it? Yeah. Or was it just like, okay, cool. They're doing... Was it cool or was it cool? It was cool. See, what it, I heard it, was, eh, it's cool. Not, yeah, that's what you're getting. It, it didn't blow me away, but I don't want, I don't need to be on the edge of my seat each and every single week. But the pro, okay. I keep, I've said the problem is here a lot. Let me stop here. Hold on. But okay. You have somebody that literally, whenever he does anything, is awe inspiring to me in Brian Danielson. Like anything that he does. Is the most creative thing I've ever seen. So how did you not enjoy that match last night? I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I just think that there are better places for him to be right now. But you can't tell me them. Uh, what do you mean I can't tell you uh, them? Tell There's me. plenty of places I'd rather see so him. So you want him in Impact feuding with Josh Alexander? Fuck yeah. That's a dream match. Uh, Fuck yeah. Then I think for once. In or a just give him Gresham. Let him slide over to Ring of Honor for a while. That's what I was saying. I was trying to allude to that about 10 minutes ago now in this conversation, implying that once Ring of Honor gets on its feet, you're going to see a situation where they're going to start taking belts. I think they're going to run Ring of Honor. I think they that's, already are. All the belts are on the show. But what I'm saying is they're going to run Ring of Honor once that's its own television entity. I can't, you know, forecast the future that far. But why out. don't you want to go ahead and start building the brand now? They why do you are. Wait and you're until... just not patient enough for it. I am patient enough. I like what they're doing with Ring of Honor, but I'm saying there are better places for Brian Danielson to be. At the forefront of rebuilding Ring of They've Honor? They've been doing this with Moxley for two years, where they throw him with a random tag team, whether it be Eddie Kingston or whoever they need him to be with this week. They you don't think he's more valuable than being a perpetual tag team member for his whole life? I don't think he should be, but here's the thing with Mox. He's doing exactly what he needs to do. They had this amazing feud before this tag team actually became a thing. Now, they're building more and more talent. Eventually, we're going to come to this situation where the pre-planned four champions of AEW have all come and gone, where the title might be hot shot a little bit more. We might see some shorter reigns going forward, right? It's possible that we bring him back or... We now have another world championship within the company with the Ring of Honor World Championship. I'm just saying, I think Ring of Honor is going to have their own television eventually. So we do this show in the vein, and I'm going to let you all uh, around the around the curtain a little bit here. We do this show in the vein of causing controversy between me and Will, right? Like, I want to argue with you. 
So while I do believe everything that I'm saying, I do enjoy Blackpool Combat Club. I do want to put the disclaimer out there that I really do enjoy you what they're doing. You don't get to do this. No, I, I do. I think that it's cool. But at the same time, I still would rather see him by himself. And that's the end of this story is that the point of all that I'm making is I want him by himself. I don't need John Moxley to be there with him. I don't need him to be there at all. Like they could do their own shit. And be fine in everything that he does solo, I also enjoy. So why do I want to stack them in a tag team where it's a stacked division? Are they going over Redragon? Are they going over Young Bucks? Are they going over the Lucha Bros? Are they going over FTR? No. I disagree. I They're not. They're I, not going to put people over their AEW loyals. I think they'd take the Ring of Honor titles from FTR. I really I do. I do not. If this happens, then kudos to you for being able to see the future. But I don't think that happens. And if I it does happen, I think that we're met with angry people. FTR is the most popular tag team they have. In this, though, I should disclaimer, I don't think they do that until FTR wins back the AEW Tag Team Champions. We have the belt collector gimmick going for them. And then they drop the Ring of Honor titles. And so okay, that's my so little disclaimer. Listen, if this happens and we get a long-term feud between FDR and Danielson and Moxley, I will eat everything that I just said. That's, okay? that's what that I'm will, seeing at the end of this. I will eat everything I said. If that happens at the end of the rainbow, I was wrong. Here's the thing, too. I, and, and I should have had a little bit more patience. But at this point, if we keep doing this, I don't need this. And I do not like trios wrestling. I gotta be honest, dude. Like, I don't want anything to do with trios wrestling. I'll say it. Unless they're gonna bring the trios belts in, they should fucking knock it off a little bit. I do think we are oversaturated with trios wrestling a little and bit. And it seems like they they were like, we're gonna start doing trios, and then all of a sudden there were like seven trios that were like right there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind like Malachi Black and the House of Black, you know what I mean? Or like Adam Cole and Redragon or pick a pick a side, you know what I mean? But when it comes to like Andrade and Darby Allen and Sting. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you doing? The titles are there. <laughs> I just, I think there could be a little bit more utilization of the traditional stable where you have like a tag team, you have two or three singles wrestlers, and then you have a manager. And one of those singles wrestlers could be a female. I think they could use a little bit more of that. But hopefully if Julia does eventually find her way to House of Black and maybe even Pac, who knows, he could make the switch. We could have some interesting things going forward. And on that note, I would like to go ahead and give my flowers and get out of here. And it's hard to give just one man flowers this week. I have to give two. And that's FTR. Oh, jeez. That singles match. Give it to one. Choose who is better right now. I can't. You have to. If I do, I have to then. Is it Cash or is it Dax? I have to pick either Bret Hart or Owen Hart. Pick they, one. They just rework a lot well. of their own do that, shit. Do that as well. Owen Hart or Bret Hart first. Nope, no thinking. Right now, you did this to me. Spit it out. Owen. Whew. There, Disagree. Cash, or are you going Dax? I'm going... I'm going Dax. I agree with you on that. I, I But I, I agree with you on that one. Okay, Here's the thing. Those are really hard decisions to make. And the only reason why I give Owen over Brett is because we didn't get to see Owen's true potential. But if we did, maybe that'd be a different conversation. But I really don't want to open up that can of worms this far into an episode. So yeah, who do you've got right. this week, Taylor? So for this week, I'm going to choose Marina Shafir. 
We didn't get to talk about Jade versus Marina Shafir. And my God, that was the best match Jade has ever wrestled. By far. And I don't think she was carried by Marina Shafir. But I also think Maria, Maria Shafir is a star in the making. She's going to be another one of those anchors of the company that's really going to change some shit. Now that Serena Deeb is kind of out of this whole feud she's had for fucking ever. That's one thing I will say. That is a bunch of repetition. That's a nuts a nuts uh, feud if we get that. Marina versus Serena. That's That could be... You know how you were saying on Wednesday, what's your mid-card women's feud? That would be more compelling yeah. to me than them. No offense. Oh, but, but they're, that's your style of wrestling. I completely understand. There's no offense taken. I understand what you want. That's, and we all want it. We that's all a want dream it. match. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I agree. And with that, I don't think there's much more to say. So we, I would say they've got a couple dream matches that are lurking in the women's division, though, because I think uh, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter is going to be nuts as well. An absolute banger. And then I'm more excited for the tag team match that's going to come out of that. Tony Storm and uh, Ruby Riot versus Jamie Hayter and Brick Baker. That's going to be a banger as well. But the key word today, Taylor, is patience. And on that note, we will be patient and see you next time. Peace. <laughs>